Uh, welcome to another episode of the Every Week We Follow podcast. To start off this week, we won't bore you with the Everton chat, but we will start talking about transfers. Um, obviously, the big one is Philip Coutinho. Do we start there or do we start with the end? I don't know. I think we've, uh, we've, I think we've gone through Coutinho, yeah. and I think that pretty much speaks for itself, yeah. yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Obviously, we, we uh, we've mentioned Dean as well. Who came after that? The uh, the massive signing that is Callum Chambers. Callum Chambers, mm. yeah. Just out of nowhere. Mm. I mean, you take it to be fair, don't you? I mean, you look at it at the start. Of it, so it's quite. A, it's a very and no disrespect to. It's a very uninspiring signing, but I suppose you do kind of need these squad players, don't you? And he and he's very versatile across the back four. Um, and really, when you look at it in the bigger picture, he's played Champions League, Europa League mainly, really. Uh, well, European football for Arsenal. Uh, and, and lots of Premier League appearances over the past, or ever since he joined there as a as this big talent when he when he arrived there from Southampton. But I think on the face of things, we had to replace two Anzebi. I know we ideally would want we wanted we spoke quite a lot about replacing or our signings only improving the squad. I don't think this really improves the squad, but he's an he's an important player to get in from now until the end of the season anyway albeit he's signed on a, on a three and a half year deal or whatever it is, you kind of take it and it is important. I mean, mm. we weren't probably going to burst the bank and get a, you know, whatever, the, a next wonder kid in at centre-half who's, you know, six foot whatever yeah. and comes in from, I don't know, some European league and he's meant, meant to be the next big thing, you know, maybe like a uh, Joris Akore-esque oh, player. He was naff, wasn't but, uh, but no, you, to be fair, I'll, I'll take the signing. I think the more you think about it, the more you can kind of understand it. Um, and it and it could very well prove to be quite an important signing because you know of the uh, I'm not saying I want to see him playing left back, but you know I'm sure we'll get onto that uh, that uh, that signing or that that player that's left on loan mm. a bit I think, later. I think it does improve the squad. I, I wanted to disagree on that. It does definitely improve the squad because without him, who's your right who's your right foot centre back in cover? It'd be a youth player, wouldn't it? So I think he definitely improves the squad. Not not the first eleven, obviously, yeah, yeah. but he, he improve, I think he improves the balance of the squad. And I think he just gives you that experience. You know, he, he can play centre half, he can play right back. We've allowed Keza to come back for a month. He's giving, he's, you know, you've seen what he's about. He's sitting back out on loan, and he's got the right kind of you can come that position. So I think it's it's a signing that allows us to one have cover in the position at right back and centre half on the right hand side, but also lets Keza go back out and have his experience, which I think if we didn't buy Chambers, I wouldn't be surprised if we would have kept Kessler to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it allows him to continue playing games, which ball accounts for Swindon he was doing superbly. So I think it's it's an astute signing. It's, mm. it's such a classic that isn't it? Astute. Mm. But he, yeah. it's it's an astute sign. Same with the goalkeeper as well. You know, never gonna not gonna see much of this goalkeeper are we we'll yeah. be quite honest about it. Just two astute signings that are gonna keep the, the, the squad ticking. Like you said, but you know Chambers has got great experience playing at a high level. Um, and if you're playing on Thursday night, it's the sort of player you want in your squad. Mm. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'd go one step further than both of you. I think it's a good signing. I think it um, it bridges the gap between the eleven and the bench. Um, what I mean by that is if Conswell Mings gets injured prior to Chambers coming, you're looking at House and Twan Zebin. I think that's a, a, a drop-off with respect to those two. Callum Chambers comes in to take one of their places, and I'm not as worried. I think you know that's that yeah. sound backup, whereas... Courtney showed it. I love Courtney House, but when he came on against Brentford, you can tell you missed Tyrone Mings. I think if Chambers comes in to replace Matty Cash at right back or those two, it's not ideal, but I think you can get by. Um, and when the, the news came through, I thought, hmm, wonder how much we've paid there. I reckon we must have paid. 
15 million quid, not aware that he was out of contract. So to get him on a free, I think is brilliant business. So I, I thought it was a good signing, all in all. I think it's somewhere that we'll probably have to address again in the summer um, as one of the positions where you, you maybe look to get a first team 11 upgrade in. But between now and the end of the season, I think it's as good of a signing we could have made at centre-half. It's a very Gerard sign, isn't it? When it come through, I thought, it not saying Cam James wouldn't play for Aston Villa, but I thought, he knows he's got a manager there who can develop him. He's, let's be honest, his career has stagnated, but when he first got onto the scene, he was he was the dog's bollocks. Yeah. Um, for England. Yeah, you know what I mean? So Sometimes all these players need a second chance, but it's, and they can come good. You know, the great Paul McGrath, all the council mm. needed a second chance. Mm. He was... A legend at the club, so I think, yeah, I think, I think it's, a, it's an astute signing, and I think it's one that just gives us a bit more stability in that area. Twenty-seven as well, ninety say experience. I feel like he's been around for a while. Mm. Um, I thought it was a really good signing and, and an upgrade on Axel. So if if you're doing that in January, um, it's it's a big box tip. Not saying that he would, but in obviously he has played a defensive mid. He played a full season for yeah, Fulham, yeah. Got played player defensive mid and got player of the year. Right, okay. So it's, it's even cover for that. Not, so, I mean, I'll, you know, I'm not going to say that. Was that when he was I in mean, the Premier League? Yeah, I think yeah. it was last season. Or, you, right, okay. you don't know if Gerard's going to go, do you know but, what, I'd rather Louise go up there and, and we'd rather someone, but you know, they, you don't know. They're putting the but, statement, I, I see where you're coming from. They did put in the statement, Callum Chambers, who can play anywhere across the back four or you can play at centre-half at, all right, so, so I, I don't, I'd be yeah. surprised if we saw him feature um, in central midfield. But that said, I think we're only an injury away to Douglas Louise mm. from having to put a, a round peg in a square hole there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. Who knows? I mean, we're already kind of doing that, Louise. You're being honest. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, not yeah, a six, yeah. is he? So no. I think we, we need all the help we can get in that area. Um, I think another one to talk about, which I think we spoke about the signings, is the, is the contracts. I think obviously Martinez on a contract. Is superb. Mm. The lack of contract for Louise as well, which has been stirring on all week. But yeah, I think I think signing Martinez, I think that was as good as a signing. You know, to get to get him kind of wrapped in for that period. You know, you don't think the boat's going to retire at the bit. I I absolutely love him. It's 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 a great bit of business for us. You can't understate. You know that what kind of statement of intent that is, really? Can you? I mean, he's people are speaking about him in the you know the top five. If you if you're pushing it, maybe top five goalkeepers in the world, definitely in the top ten. And, and I think there was that like fifteen-minute feature on like AVTV. I'm not too sure if you've seen it. And he was just the the way that this guy speaks about Villa as well. It's just an absolute breath of fresh air. It's a pleasure to see, isn't it? I mean, he's he's only played something like fifty odd games with Villa, and he's already got over twenty clean sheets in the league. It's he's one of the best signings I've seen Villa make in, in my lifetime. And it was yet again showed how ambitious his owners are because he only signed last year. They could have mm. easily said, "Oh, we'll wait another year." You know, that's not a priority yeah. to get him renewed. But no, straight away, twenty twenty seven. Hopefully, no release clause. Um, and that's goalkeeper tied down now for, for like you say, Reese for the next few years. Hopefully, yeah. No, he's, he's he's been a superb keeper. I always say he's the best keeper I've seen at the Villa. Like mm. hands down, it's like in the competition. People compare him to Mark Bosnich a bit before our time, but no, I think Martin has. You know, to, to just have the confidence that he wants to be at the club as well, it's great. You know, because a player with his level, I've said it before, he could be playing for Real Madrid by Munich. He's that good, in my opinion. He yeah. really could be. He could yeah. be. So, no, real, real good piece of business again this window. And I think, I just think we just move very, we, we operate smoothly, don't we? In the in the windows, you know, the way, the way we operate as a club, it's just we're well run, aren't we? And you can see yeah. it from the top and you know, things like that where we're getting contracts in for Martinez on that period. Just shows what we're about, really. Courtney House is another good one. Um, because although I, I, I said five minutes ago that Callum James is an upgrade <laughs> on him, um, you still need these squad players. You know, you can't be going into the back end of a season with only three centre halves. One gets fit. Conzrad and not before. 
Courtney House is, is another good one. Um, and now that we've got him tied down for a few years, if it's somewhere, something that we need to address in the summer, you're getting a fee for him now if mm, you move yeah. him on because there, there was reported interest um, from other clubs. Yeah, so yeah. all of a sudden he becomes an asset. He's not someone that you're going to loan out or you know lose on a free in the summer. So another really good bit of business from the Villa. Yeah, we've got two important two important backups really, haven't we? Yeah. And two, and two people that can come in and do a job, maybe sometimes a little bit more than a job. They can actually, you know, they can, well, yeah. at least they can hold, they've, so, they've both shown that they can hold their own at this level. Mm. No, no, um, no, I think too, you know, I'm not going to be scared if any of them come in. Yeah. You know, we've been in the past where, you know, we've, you've, you've been uncomfortable looking at certain players <sighs> playing Keaton in certain Clark. positions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, and even on the goalkeeper point of view, mm. I mean, I mean, you've mentioned his best keeper. I mean, I, I can't remember having a safe pair of hands in goal that I've completely trusted until maybe Brad Friedel, really. Mm, yeah. I think we had Shay Given, but he was really towards the quite the latter end of his career. Yeah. But he, he he was he had a good year with us at least. Mm. I think Brad Guzan had a bond good year and then just went to absolute yeah. shit. Mm. A lot of time. Yeah, he's, yeah, right. yeah, he's good, he was... and then he was just, and then he got his injury, didn't yeah, he? And but... we had, to, and then we pounced upon Martinez when yeah. he was available. Yeah, who's on another level to the ballers, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I agree with that as well. And I think these players that we're getting in now, the squad players, your Chambers, your Houses, um, you don't like you say you don't mind them coming in. I mean, you roll your eyes when some some of the players that we've moved on this month were coming into the eleven, you know, and El Ghazi names like that. You're thinking, oh, I've... It's not great, um, but you know, if Courtney House has to come in and, and play, then you, you say fair enough. Not necessarily made us an awful lot weaker. Yeah. So the, the squad's definitely improved in the last month. It's been a really successful transfer window, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think the house one. I think going back to what you said, Brett. I think the benefit of that one for me is very financial. So mm. that, so in the past, what we've been known for doing is buying players for for how much. And they're just going out on free transfers. Yeah, yeah. You'll sell him now for minimum fifteen mil, I reckon. An English centre half who's in his early twenties, regardless if it's in the summer or the summer after, you're going to make a profit on him. And we need to start. You've said it before, and you're right. We need to start making profit more on players. So, absolutely want him part of the squad. And for where we are at the moment, to have a player at that level who's happy to be back up, it's rare you get that because yeah. he's, you know he could play. He could probably play for Norwich or Dean Smith. He's that sort of player. He's a Premier League player. Yeah, I'd say. I think he's proved that. Hasn't he? That yeah. when he's come in, but. He's, he's happy to be at the club in the position that he's, he wants to fight. And if you're going to progress, you need players who've got that attitude and like some of the players who we'll mention in a second who have left the club this window. Well, I think just the final thing on like house as well. How long is the contract? Is it three, two, three years? It's about number two and a half. Mm, it's 2025, 20, 2026. Because, because also, you know, at that point, what I don't want us to do is to, you know, because we've got some really promising centre-halves that are coming through mm -hmm. in the youth ranks. I know they need to get their football, but I mean... You look at the young lad Feeney that came from Fleetwood. I know you've seen him with yeah. person before. You said he's a, he's a bit of a step above that under twenty three level, and he's mm. only seventeen. He's, he's he's six foot four. He's. Yeah, he's, he's, so, he's, he's the way he reads the game is superb. And you've got Bagard who you know yeah. looks, looks rolls rolls. Never we watching that. Smith in as well, yeah. haven't we? This window yeah. from uh, from Scotland. Kerr Smith, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, I, th I think the Villa. The impression that you get is they've got a plan for all of these young players. They've got a plan for now and the future. Yeah. They've probably got one eye on Courtney House moving on in a couple of years and, and coming in and replacing one of those. But they'll also have another eye on bringing in a £40 million centre-half from the continent if he comes in and improves yeah. us. So I think we have got all angles really well covered. Yeah, I mean, exactly. in a few years' time, you know, but if, the, if we are still with what we've got, maybe with one stronger addition in, the, the state of the academy as well at the moment, the, the centre-half we've got there. I mean, we've, we've been raving about Bagard for a few yeah, years, yeah, so, haven't we? And, and he's... 
at the moment. I don't. I'm not even sure what what, he, what he's doing. I'm not sure if he's injured. I think obviously he's not featured. Yeah, he's not been on there any different. You got you got Feeney. You know, I know that Swinkles was um, he's a big lad as well. Mm. But you got Feeney, Bagard, and and Kerr Smith, three players that you know you you're back for a really really mm. strong future. So, and that department as well. You know, we've got House tied down, Chambers tied down for a few years as well. You can't really see them battering the hatch down to get mm. into the starting eleven, but I think that's um you can see a bit of a, a gradual improvement if you're mm. going to look at a bit of a graph. Hopefully, in a few years, we're going to be you know in a really top top position there. I think what I'll say about this window as well, just lastly, is you can tell how healthy and how strong a position we're in by the players that have gone out on loan this month. And we're starting to loan squad players to Premier League clubs mm. and our kids yeah. are going out to championship <laughs> clubs. Yeah. That is the best parameter of how well yeah. we're doing. If mm. you know, if, if you if your squad players are going out on loan mm. to Premier mm. you know, a couple of years the loans where they're going down to League One and League Two are frustrating and they're not getting games. Mm. But these these loans now, you Matt Targets who will come on to your El Garzis, Keenan Davis has had a really good start to life at Forest. Stoke fans love Phil and Bidace. It's promising stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously we've spoken a little bit about the El Ghazi one and we all none of us really seen any kind of yeah. future for even this season no. uh, in the squad. So it's nice to get kind of get him off the books. The Matt Target one doesn't doesn't really sit too right with me at the moment because well first of all I'd love to see Newcastle go down <laughs> second of all you know it's we're we're improving them and we're actually kind of leaving ourselves in a bit of a position whereas if Luca Dean is to get injured then we've got Ashley Young who, who's going to step in and he, and I, I think that Matt Target is probably a better a better backup than than any other option that we have you know, after after Dean, so it doesn't really. I think sometimes I, th I just think it could be it, that could easily come back to bite us if he gets injured, which he very easily can and could touch wood. Um, I don't know. I just don't really see it. But at the yeah. same time, I, I kind of get it because if he goes there and plays well or does <laughs> really well, you know, the only thing he's doing is adding to his value. Newcastle mm. want to sign him. We can demand, you know, maybe upwards of twenty million from mm. him in the summer. And if he's sat on our bench, then you know he's not really going to be. He's, well, his value is probably going to drop. Yeah, and and it's so in, in that case, I can see why from both sides. But it it just does. It's a little bit annoying for, for me, really. Mm. That one. It's um, I think the thing. I think the thing in the Matt Tyke when he clearly doesn't fancy him, does he? Um, and the way he wants to play, Mike Figashi Young's a better option at wing back. He know? doesn't suit. No, he doesn't. Hard, no. It, it doesn't suit it at all. He doesn't suit he gets, Gerard as he at gets, all. He gets up into that final third and. He ain't got a clue what to do. No, he has. I mean, <laughs> Ashley Young, obviously, two seasons ago, won a, won a Lee title in, in, in Milan at yeah, left back. So, yeah. you know, I think I think he's, got, he's looked at him for, if I can get Matt Target to play football, keep his value up and have Ashley Young there to do exactly what he was brought to do, to be that cover at left back. Mm. It's not the worst thing in the world. One thing that I've seen a lot, on, a lot of on Twitter, and I totally agree with it, is that it looks to me like the kids just shied out of a challenge straight away as well. Yeah, he's looked yeah. at him for, I'm not going to get in the team, so I'll go to Newcastle where I want to get first-team football. Fair enough, he's a professional footballer, so you want to play first-team football, but if you had a set of bollocks, you'd have a go and, and, and find <laughs> your place, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't necessarily blame him if he's, if he's no. thought, right, I want to go and spend the next six six to 12 months going and playing football, because there were rumours it wasn't a million miles away from an England call-up not long ago, and it's, it's mm. a World Cup year. Um, that and he's a really likeable lad. I was disappointed when the news first came out because I thought the whole point of getting Din in yeah. was to keep Target there and all of a sudden you've got two really competitive left-backs. But I do think there's probably a method to the madness. I think there's a financial decision there. Um, if we've had a couple of million quid sent from Newcastle, 
our way, then that goes on the books. So that's all positive. If he goes there and keeps them up and does really well, then all of a sudden there's an asset there that we can go and sell in the summer. Um, so, so, it's, so, yeah, you can you can understand it. Um, and the final thing is, there's only 17 games until the window opens again. So even if Dini yeah. does get injured, yeah. you've got Ashley Young that can play that. It's not ideal, but realistically, you know, it's it's not. You can understand it. We're not. We're not. But I don't. I don't think it's that much of a. Um, I've seen a quite a lot of bit of people having a bit of a bite at Target, saying, you know, like you were saying, mm. like you, you know, he's shot down from a challenge. I think any challenge at the moment. I think Newcastle is going to be. It's going to be a great place to play football for the next three months because it's you know we know what how interesting and how exciting these um relegation dogfights can be. Yeah. I think it'll be it'll be great. It's not not, not, well, not in the best yeah. way. You never want to be involved in a, in a relegation yeah. dogfight, but it's going to be full of drama. That is, I think it's going to be quite. It's going to be a different challenge for him. And also, yeah. if he does well and does keep him up, he's earned himself probably going to get a few bit more few you know maybe a zero onto his what he's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Villa. To, so to be fair, I've been to Brown the way up as well. Certainly not Villa related, but the relegation scrap this season I think is going to be better than the title race. You've got Rodgers who's gone to Watford, who knows what he's doing in that position. Mm-hmm. Sean Dyke just never gets relegated. You've got Dino at Norwich who's getting the results in, and you've got Newcastle who's spent loads of money. So it'll definitely be exciting. Yeah. Um, and you, you, your point on giving him to Newcastle, I don't really care. I mean, if I had my say, yeah. I, I, they'd go down. Yeah. It doesn't really affect us. So if, even, <laughs> even, if we had, even if we had a left back who got injured, we're not going to get relegated. Are we? no. If we're being really realistic, unless we pick up like some at Daffot, fifteen points or thirteen points out of the next five, we're not going to be anywhere near the in contention for anything up that end of the table. But yeah, yeah. I, I do agree that we might have sort of, we might have left ourselves a little bit short in that position. But I think I think in the long term. It's a, it's a it's a clever way of being able to ship him out whilst keeping his value high. I think. Yeah, I think they're just the club have just had to make a decision. They've been quite assertive. Obviously, Target has has said that he was up for the challenge, and and they've probably just said, okay, right, it it, it can work for both of us, really. So the only, the only interesting observation that I've had on that, and you said there that the club have clearly made a decision. Matt Target was a squad player at Villa. You know, I think he started every single game last season. He yeah. started twenty games for us. He's, you know, he's, he's Probably played in fifty six of our last fifty seven games. Yeah. He missed the first, you know, he's missed the last two against United and um, Everton. He's out the door. It's quite a, a bold statement, I think, to have to have yeah. shipped him out. So you know, El Ghazi when he left, you, you think, yeah, he was just, you know, that's his career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but target, it was it was an odd one. It was a bolt out the blue, and I, I just found it interesting. Um, yeah. You know that it's it's not been a long term plan. You know, if somebody said to me at the start of January, targets leaving Villa at the end of the month, yeah. I'd have been shocked. Yeah. So it, yeah, it was I mean, just interesting. I think the whole deal, and also you know, if you know, hopefully touch wood again, Dean stays fit for the rest of the season. Target wouldn't even play a single minute. Really. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't the difference in class. I mean, we've seen some of the crosses that he was putting in on his debut against United, and I mean, on the corner at. Edited as well. I mean, the difference in quality, both of them is just it's it's, it's they're, they're quite a quite a bit it's far away from each other. Specifically for Gerard's system, because so, I, yeah. I, I rate Matt Target. I'll be the first one to say it. As a defender, as a defender, yeah. I think last se- the season that we were on lockdown, as a defender, his defending was second to none. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the way we play, I just think going forward, he looks like a headless. It doesn't, doesn't suit Gerard's system. No, that's fair. But Brentford away, I, I thought you really struggled when we were on the front foot in mm. the final third, mm. and you want someone out there. On you know a touchline uh, chalk on your boots fallback yeah yeah and he and he wasn't that and I, I wouldn't have been surprised if that was the day where the decision was made mm. 
right, we're going out, we're going all yeah. out for someone there. Because yeah. yeah, I think two things with Target. One, he has he does seem to struggle in front of crowds. He, yeah. he does, and I hate to be that person who says it, but he's also massively struggled without Jack Grealish. He hasn't mm. accustomed mm. to him not being on his left hand side. Whereas other players, I think, have stepped up to the plate and realised. I know we struggled at first, especially the, the first part of the season. But I think players are starting to accustomise to it now. Is he's just looked, he's looked lost without him. I think being quite. I mean, he's just naturally as well. Naturally, in terms of his, his you know, his physical stature, and he, I mean, he's he's not been blessed with you know the most athletic bodies. You know, he's got those chubby boy legs as well. So he doesn't look the most elegant when he's prancing down the wing, well, especially yeah, not yeah, like yeah, right. <laughs> 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 You know, you can, you can see his comments last week. back in the summer, you know. If he wasn't a footballer... What about Luke Shaw? If he wasn't a footballer, he'd be a big boy. That's what I'm saying. He's not naturally an athlete, that man. But fair play to me. You know, obviously, he must work hard. You know, it might not see it. Too, too easy on the arm. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. got, you know, he hasn't got a flashing six pack or anything underneath that uh, that jersey. But yeah, like you can just see straight away. Sorry, Matty boy. <laughs> oh, the other reason, the other reason he left in the first place, he's like, I want to get out of this club. I've heard what yeah, we'll have well, said on everything. You know, Brett just said it. It's cutthroat here. If you're yeah. overweight, you ain't coming in the team. <laughs> But not yeah. quite what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I spun it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but look, like we were saying, the difference in quality is is they're, they're very far away from each other. Dina in in his first game got down the lefty, putting three really great balls into the box, and that's the difference because I haven't seen really target putting any crosses or really get into that position all season. Matty Cash has has on the other side of the wing, but unfortunately his crossing has been nowhere near the standard. He. He actually, it, you can see Mings is a lot more comfortable as well. I know Mings is, but you know, it, I haven't seen a shock apart from maybe the last 20 minutes, you can say, of the Everton game. We'll get onto that. Yeah. But he seems more conf- confident to give him the ball and receive it and, and move it around a bit. And I think the other position, which we'll move on to now, which I really thought was actually probably the most important of the window, would have been the defensive mid, which we didn't get. Mm. I think it was it was you know would have been great to get a CDM. I think we are missing it, and I think Louis, look, Louise is a good footballer. Yeah, let's get it right. But he's not. He doesn't suit the six for me. Um, I think the last few performances, he's just not. He's not done the six role well enough for me. Uh, if I'm being honest, what they, what we weren't doing is weren't panicking, were we? The, the rumours of this kid from Juve, he's ended up at Spurs. Fine, he's gone to work with Conte. Yeah, you can't knock that. I think the only thing we have missed on it out in this window is it's probably the last chance to have got Basuma. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to get him now in the summer. I think it would naturally go to a club who's battling up that end of the table for me. Um, mm. I think I think this this was the chance to get him, um, and we haven't been able to get him. There's obviously reasons why we haven't got him. The money wasn't right. You know, we would have done it for the right reasons. And again, you've got full faith in the board to make the right calls. You don't know if they're looking at someone else in the summer and they're saying right, we've got we've got someone on the radar here in the summer. Again, we'll be at a lesser fee or we've got over six months to assess a player and see if he's ready for that position. So I think yeah. A CDM would have been excellent, um, and it would have been you know the ice on the cake really if this window. Basuma for me would have been perfect, but it's just it's one of those. It's a January transfer window. We've got time to assess something internally. Okay, what, the only observation that I make on that front is if you believe the tabloids and respected journalists, your purses um, that has, have written in the last twelve months, it would bid quite a lot for your James Ward Prowse's, your Basumas. Mm surprises me that I mean it clearly the director of football and the management at the team at the time have earmarked it as a place right we want someone to be bidding for those types of players so to leave it alone I find quite surprising you know if 
by acknowledging that you go by going and bidding for those players, you're acknowledging that there's a weakness, so there's a hole to be filled, or there's something mm-hmm. that you want to do there. So to leave it alone for yet another transfer window, I found odd. But that said, that's all. That's all I found. You know, it's not a criticism of them. If they turn around and said Brighton have said, oh, 50 million quid, and, and his agent needs five million, then then yeah, don't go bankrupt in the club for it because yeah. we have got mm-hmm. financial fair play to think about. And if there's someone that they want in the summer. Then fair enough. We've just got to trust them, and I do. I trust them, you know, fully. I just found it interesting that we apparently bid for that lad at Juve, Basuma, James Will Prowse in the summer, other players that we've been linked with excessively as well, and yet we've not got anyone. I do find it odd, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope we're just vigorously tapping up Basuma as we speak, to be honest, and trying to get something and just just going to continue to speak to him to the end of the season, I hope. Mm. I mean, I, I know I think there's been quite a bit of an overreaction. I know, obviously, it's been a position that we've needed to fill, really, with a proper, proper player Yeah, for, for at least, you know, two years now, really. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you, just because, you know, if, if the right player or that you think, well, if, if the right player isn't available, you don't just sign any Tom, Dick and Harry, do you? It's I mean, what yeah. Newcastle are doing at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, what people say that Cam Chambers would have been a great signing for Newcastle. He probably would have. Yeah, he would have. If they go up or down, whatever, mm. you know, he'd be the yeah, same yeah. player for them. But uh, exactly, the, the player for me that I really want is Pesuma. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's, he, he, he is like, we seen him when he came to. He's rolled you know, he, was, he was a cut above the rest. Mm. I mean, he, he really, he held down Villapar like that. He didn't have... Although, we, you know, we managed to beat him. But... I mean, you can't just sign players for the sake of it. That Ben Tanker, obviously, he looks all right on paper. You know, he's obviously had his Champions League appearances when yeah. Serie A's, whatever. I mean, he has been playing for Juventus, but I know the Juventus fans don't seem to rate him that much. Mm. They're, they're quite happy to see the back of him. I wouldn't mind him. I think I think he looks like a solid touch. You know, whether he'll do well at Spurs, I don't know. I mean, it seems to be a bit of a, although they're on the up at the moment, mm. that they just seem to be a bit of a poison chalice anyway at the best of times. So, Look, we decided for whatever reason not to go there. I'm not sure if we made a bid or we didn't make a bid or we inquired or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't right for us, so we didn't we didn't do it. Obviously, it looks like we did make a bid for Basuma, but but Brighton are asking for 50 million. I wouldn't have minded paying 50 million for a player. I don't care, but how long is it no, on a contract? Sometimes just don't just look at the contracts and just throw it out of the way because it's yeah not something you want to take into consideration. You just look at the quality of player and and what he'll do for us in the next two, three, four, five years. It's no brainer for me just to pay the money and get mm. him in. What it, what the implications would be on financial fair play if that's, we couldn't do it? Probably, if we couldn't it, do yeah. it for that reason, then obviously we don't do it. Hopefully, in in the summer, we haven't missed our opportunity to, to get it over the line, mm. and, and we can still we can tempt them with with, with an offer. Or something. Going back to Reese's point, though, I do agree. I don't. I, I'm not a fan of Douglas Louise in the six. Um, I think it's fine when you're at, at home to a lesser team. But the last two games where we've played United and Everton, I think he struggled and he's mm. and he's, he's stood out. The Everton game in particular, I was frustrated with him. But it's all about individual opinions. You know, I'm not a football manager. I'd, I'd quite like somebody six foot two to be in front of that yeah. defence and, and to be winning stuff and winning tackle. Who knows what Stephen Gerrard wants? You know, yeah. uh, I, we don't know yet. So time will tell. I'd, I'd be amazed if it's not a position that's um, addressed as a priority in the summer. Um, but... I think on the face of it, they've weighed up financial fair play. They've mm-hmm. weighed up the costs of players that they want, i.e. Basuma, mm-hmm. and just thought, now we'll, we'll address it in the summer. Go so, back to what you said, well, we could have bought anyone. Like it could have easily have gone. We couldn't get Basuma. We couldn't get this boat from Juve. So I'm going to go for probably my third option and get Glenn Kamara from Rangers. Yeah. Now I'm not. I'm not. I don't say I watch Rangers every week. I do watch the old firms. He plays well in those games. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, but. Thinking long term, do you want to be going for your third, fourth choice? You know, you probably don't do yeah. so. We could have, we could, I reckon, we could have bought a CDM, no problems this window, but it's clearly not been the right one. And that's why I think we've got 
the right blokes behind the scenes making the right calls. Yeah, I think uh, uh, loads of people hate. I know I'm, I'm obviously Douglas's uh, biggest fan, pretty much mm. by the sounds of things, but I don't think he's particularly bad there. If he was five inches taller, I don't know, maybe a couple of inches wider, not to the extent of mm. my target level, fact, but you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, if he was like you know, a bit stronger and whatever, mm. and a bit more aggressive in the sack, he'd be the perfect, so yeah, he'd probably be the best, you know, number six in the world, but unfortunately, yeah. he's not. If my eye bollocks, you'd be my uncle, though, yeah, no, of course, yeah, of course, but I, I don't, I, I, I think I'm, I'm really happy with him in there to the end of the season. I don't think, yeah, I know we've had we had a few offers for him, he's probably is. He obviously wants to play a bit more offensively. Probably would be better in the number eight position. I don't think if we sign it, if we sign it, if we did sign Basuma, for example, I don't think he gets into the team. I think you know we're looking at he's signing the contract. To, is, to, if we sign a, a, a defensive midfielder, is he going to want to sign a contract? Because I don't think he gets into. I don't he think he gets in ahead of McGinn. Ramsey, but the thing is, the lad's twenty three as well. He's got he's got X amount of time, but I don't think he brings enough t- to the game as a number eight to be able to warrant a, a selection ahead of McGinn or Ramsey at the moment, who's carrying the yeah. ball from from you know I mean today against Brentford in that preseason for me apparently he almost yeah, scored as well, carrying the ball from deep. So I just don't think he, he potentially gets in there. So I think. He may be saying to Gerard that he, he wants to play as a number eight and be a bit more progressive, but I think he's probably making a rod for his own back there. Uh, yeah, moving over to, to Matty Cash, uh, a few potential bid coming in for, for him. Is it Was it a potential bid or was it interest? Interest, I think, interest, yeah, it, from yeah. Atletico Madrid. I don't know if it was just press putting two and two together with Trippier going and, you know, English right back link yeah. and coming up well Polish English right back coming up with five or if there's genuine interest I, I, I think if it's could come in in the summer with him for anything over 30 million I'd be really considering it and a lot yeah, of money catch um, but it's doubling your money on a bloke that we got from the championship two years ago you know two years ago so I disagree massively I think I mean we, we just said quickly like if he's working on his final ball if he gets that final ball I think he could potentially be an irreplaceable right it's a big back. Hit, I, I think he lets himself yeah. down in the final third quite a lot. I think defensively for a player that you've got from the championship that was a winger a couple of years ago, I think he's probably exceeded expectations and he's good, but he <clears> can <throat> still be a bit, a little bit rash. Mm. Going forward, I think he lets himself down. Overall, he's a really solid player and he suits Gerard's system well. But I think if you're going to start getting big fees for him, consider it. Well, he's a solid defender, isn't he? He's a solid yeah, defender, yeah. very much like target. I think... What you what you were saying, so I understand what you're saying. If it's one of those players where if he could think, if he could sorry, if he could cross, he'd be it's not Keane Davis. It's not Keane Davis. could finish. We played for England. <laughs> and then it's, it's and he scored two goals. And he has, he has started scoring his defence. But we aren't had goals to do exactly. I, 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 I can't say it twice. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know what Sam's saying, but I think for the way we want to play football, we need Gerard needs results now. It wouldn't surprise me if we do see cash move on some. And not Brett said, if we get if we double the profit, fantastic. Well, it's, to be honest. By by the summer, we'll know. He can yeah. he can either figure out how to cross a ball, or he won't. Yeah. Or if you can't do it, I don't even think it's um his crossing of the ball. I think it's more than that. I think it's decision making in the far. It's not something, in my opinion, that I think gets solved overnight or or at his age because he was a winger before. Don't forget. So, you know, I don't want to coming across too critical of him because I think he's he's a really good player. Um, but it's not going to get sold, you know, with a few yeah. sessions at Bodymore. Yeah. That's yeah. a training, Fair. you know, this yeah. this isn't, it's a little bit more. I think it's it's a 
quality thing. Yeah, it's something that's going to stop thing. him getting on to the next. It's why he had to go and play for Poland over England, in my opinion. Yeah, no, 100%. It, it's not something that gets solved overnight. But, but if your team wants to yeah. come in and pay big money for him, then... I, I like Matty Cash. I like Matty Cash. I think he, and I think oh, we all do. We all yeah, like yeah. Matty Cash. Um, if 30 million comes in for him, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd be inclined to accept yeah, it. Yeah. I think he'd actually quite suit like... Um, Definitely a Simeone kind of team because he plays with deep, he plays yeah. with absolute intensity, hundred percent of the time, and he, he makes those driving runs and he and he really does roll his sleeves up and get in there. He kind of epitomises everything that kind of like Simeone mould manager mm. is all about. So I, I could see him going there and doing quite well until he gets to the final third and he comes to put the cross in, and I, and I can't see. I'm, okay, fair play to him working hard on it, but I mean, you know, we can all work hard, but. Uh, 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 he hasn't he hasn't improved at one point from the start of the season or start of last season mm. up until now really. I agree he's, with that. And his his entire yeah. time he's been with us, he's probably put two crosses in that have been really really top quality. They're both in at Stamford Bridge and they both ended in goals. Um, I can't really think of many too many times. I'm, the thing is, we go into each and every game saying, yeah. "Let's get Matty, Matty Cash. He's down the wing." And you just know every single time you go, "Is it going to be decent? Is it going to be? Is it going to beat the first mm. man? Is he going to be out for a corner goal kick?" And, and, and every single time, it's it's consistently it's, poor. I've said before, we can't. Every time there's a player where we think there's a limitation, the answer can't always be oh, go and go and sell him and go and upgrade yeah, yeah. on him uh, under Gerard. But I do think if we're trying to be a top four, top six side, I don't think Matty Cash is is your long term answer. Um, I think he's a very good mid table um, right uh, right back and. I might have to go and, you know, I'll look like a twat now, Simeone, you know, the current reigning champions of Spain, uh, go and declare their interest in him. We, you'd think it'd be weird, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because I can't see it. Be is one of the best crosses in the ball for a right back. There is, full stop. Yeah. I can't see it, to be honest. I, I think it's um, it's paper talk. Um, I think, well, that Greg Evans at the left, it did, it did confirm that there's been interest. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I believe that there genuinely was interest in him. You know, are we interested in Haaland? You know, there's, there's. I don't think it's got the same card. I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but <laughs> yeah, thirty million. I'm taking it from my cash. I, I would take it. I think he's a good player. He could probably do us another job, but at the end of the day, he's keeping the seat warm for uh, for Big Caden. He's gone on loan to uh, MK <laughs> yeah. Dons, and he's looking like the he's job. gonna. He's yeah, gonna be yeah. the boy to to come in and do it. Hopefully, we've got a, a right back there for the next fifteen years mm. there, but. Well, let's let's see how he gets on in League One. I know we've kind of just completely gone past the cash subjects, but there's not much more to be said. No, yeah, we like fair. him if he can cross the ball, keep him. If he can't, then he's actually doing a bit more harm than good in the final yeah. third for us. He's, he's he's breaking down a lot of our attacks by himself, yeah. and we haven't without actually making anything. He does all the hard work. He can drive past a couple of players, yeah, right yeah. back into midfield, plays with great intensity, wins tackles, has good battles at, um, against his winger. Not a bad word to say about the bloke, really. Um, but yeah, if you if you can't cross it, then at the end of the day, we, how long can we can we give it until we, and we can't see any improvement because yeah. it's consistently you know one after another crosses going out for goal kicks. Mm. They are, they are, and it's not it's, not, it's not like we're playing with a manager who plays with full backs. We're playing with a manager who plays with him back, so you have yeah, it's, yeah. it's part of the criteria. And it, I think on the on the cash thing as well. I think moving on to Caden, you know, again, great opportunity for him at MK Dons. I think again, us being clever and smart, do we pay fifty million for a right back for then Kes to come in? And then take that spot in two years' time anyway. You know, we've we've got young players here. We need we need to start bleeding to that first team. We've yeah. seen clubs like Man City do it, he likes to fold and you know, this this kid could be a real talent here. So do you want to sell cash or spend big on a right back when you've got a ready made player who in two two seasons' time could be the dog's bollocks here? Yeah, Actually, I think it'll be yeah, it'll be a natural progression. I mean, if, if the right money comes in for Matty Cash in the summer, then I think we'd sell him and, and replace him and have one eye to the fact that Kane 
could go and displace mm. that that person. Got so many names: the Caden, Kesler, Hayden, yeah, K-Dog. Yeah, yeah. K-Dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we all know exactly. Who yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it'll sort itself out. It's you know, it's right back at Aston Villa Football Club doesn't keep me up at night. I've got to nah. be honest. It's it's quite yeah. a secure yeah. situation yeah. that we're in. Um, but I think it'll be, it'll be one to watch because I don't think it's it's. It's something that's there's going to be movement there in the next twelve months. I think. Yeah, I, think so. yeah. I mean, the, the danger is if you do sell him for for thirty million in the summer, that you kind of put yourself in a position where you do have to sign a right back. Exactly. Where, like you're saying, that you'll you you want to put like X amount on on a right back when you've got this young lad who's looking like he's a real deal, and he's definitely worth investing some time mm. in. You'd want to keep him really for another year, year and a half, two years. I'd Ideally, I'd, keep so. him, I'd, I'd, I'd like, I'd, I'd keep cashing the squad for for the years to come because I mm. think he's going to be, he'd be a great backup option. Even if came Kesler, Caden, yeah. Hesler, Hayden, mm. Caden, Waden was going to come back and um, was going to come back and just completely boss it. Yeah, I really like the look of him. I'm, I'm excited to see how he gets on at MK Dons. I've no doubt he's going to absolutely rip it up again, and mm. there's going to be you know these. A plus scouting promotion as well. I look at the yeah. table. That's a really good move for him. Yeah, so he could yeah. you know get some promotes the championship. Um, and he, he follows the same trajectory as uh, Philogene Bidace and Cameron mm. Archer. Mm. They're brilliant moves as well. Yeah. Getting, getting yeah. championship loans when they're both nineteen is really good going. And they yeah. hit the ground running. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and last final on Caden, he's got a pre-season as well next year with Stephen Gerrard watching his every move. And I think if he if you know Stevie G reckons he's good enough, I've no doubts in mind. You know that mm. he'll that he'll give him his opportunity to, to play, and you know it could be his break for a year next season. You know, mm. in game week one next season, it could be him starting at right back over. Well, game. they already brought him back to look at him, didn't they? Yeah. What I will say about it though is it, he's come back and he's looked at him, and by all accounts, he's been really impressed with it. But by loaning him back out to League One, makes me think that he still probably thinks he's not ready for another twelve. Yeah, I, I, have, I don't think we'll be seeing Kane Kesson start as our first choice right back in the next yeah. twelve eighteen months. No, no. back of this month. And but. suppose I think I think the other players have gone out alone. You know, Davis, Archer, Dace. They're all playing at good levels here. They're not mm. playing in, in the new setup. They've gone to you know, Championship clubs. So from from what I can see, they're all they're all getting involved. I mean, you know, Archer scored in the Albion. Uh, Davis is scoring goals. Dave's apparently playing really well for Stoke. So we're looking at kids here who aren't just, you know, nesting in the youth setup. They're getting that first team experience at quite a decent level as well. Yeah, you know, to, yeah, have, yeah. to have like like yeah. you said, Brett, to have these kids go to the championship. Um, I think from a, from our point of view, they're really clever moves for us, and I think they've got a chance to really prove themselves in competitive environments. Well, they're all competing as well. They're all looking to getting in the playoff places. Hat's got to go off this. You know, I know Yedinak's in charge of the loan manager, um, and quite a lot haven't gone well this year. These loans that have come in in January, they seem to have picked the clubs really well. So it'll be interesting to see how they get on. I really enjoy watching them. If I find out that one of the yeah. Villa lads is, is yeah. playing for, you know, Doncaster on the box, I'll, I'll be yeah, yeah. watching it. It's quite, you know. It's yeah, good. I watched a bit on that note. I watched a bit of the Stoke Huddersfield game uh, with um, what's Huddersfield, wasn't it? And mm. um, Philly J. Bernays was playing him. He's an exciting player to watch. Mm. Every single time he gets the ball, he's always positive every single time and, and he's and he looks neat and tidy he's got a bit of a habit of falling over at the moment i think he still need a bit sharpening but other than that he looks he, he's frightening and i mean for the goal that they scored or the equalizer they got it came from him getting the ball down touch out his feet shoot and yeah. off the post and then it came back to their playing and nodded it in he, he looks really really neat and tidy really skillful and you know if you're a fullback you wouldn't want to play against him so whether he's going to be able to break through next year or whatever, or whether he'll ever be able to break through at Villa, you know, remains to be seen. We've got such such competition and some really talented players in, in the final third at the moment, especially in those kind of inside forward mm. positions. So it will be hard for him, but 
if he gets another year, you know, of consistent football next season as well, you know, he could. He, he looks like he's, he's he's really comfortable with the ball at his feet. It's starting to follow the Chelsea approach, though, isn't it? If then if these lads aren't good enough to, to break into our setup by going out and playing really well and tearing it up at the Championship, maybe getting promoted with clubs, they're only. The values are only increasing. You know, yeah, Keenan, yeah. Keenan at the start of this month, you wouldn't have got much money for him. If he goes and scores a few goals, gets Forrester, all of a sudden we can start saying, right, well, you can have him, but it's going to cost you 12, 15 million. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on, and that's just pure, you know, that goes straight into improving the yeah. team in other areas. So it is really good that we're starting to get these lads that aren't quite good enough for us at teams in the Championship and at the lower end of the Premier League. Yeah, there was a. I think the Forest centre half came out. Is it? I'm not sure. Is it, they signed the lad from Bournemouth. Was it? Is it Cook or where? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Cook, but he yeah. came out and he was singing Davis's praises. Like so, he's and obviously we've, we've heard me. Davis. Yeah, he can, he can play ball, can't yeah. he? He'll be able to ball up, but he's strong. I, I wouldn't want to defend against him. No, I'm no. not saying he scores many goals, but he'd be a pain in the arse as a yeah, defender. Yeah, yeah. So I think, like we said, I think all in all, in terms of these loan deals, they're players who weren't going to play in the first team at any stage in the next six months. So. For me, the fact they're getting that, that first team football for me is just is spot on. It's nice to see. I mean, you rewind 18 months or, you know, two, three years ago and look at the state we was in starting with, you know, some absolutely outrageous starting 11s behind us in the starting midfield mm. and Preston away or whatever, Ross McCormack and, mm. you know, even Yedelak, you know, playing in, you know, holding the field. Look at, look at from where we are now to, or then to where we are now. It's absolutely outrageous. There's no other football team in the country that could kind of, you know, be from there three years ago to where they are now mm. and still be looking at pushing on and like not even we don't ask the Villa football club they never ever look behind the shoulder really mm. they're always constantly looking forward to see where we can progress from now it is and no other football team in the country bar maybe a few if they've been through you know what what we've been doing the last few years obviously going from relegation to where we are now it's absolutely staggering where we are I mean mm. the progress we made under these owners and you know the, the manager Obviously, going back to Dean Smith as well, it's been absolutely staggering. That is the size of the club, though. Really. Yeah, that, yeah. that is the villa. We are we are a big club, and big yeah. clubs do big things, yeah. don't they? So, yeah. I mean, at one stage it seemed like a pipe dream, didn't it? But I think the position that we're in now, the, the conversation that we're having even now in this podcast yeah. about players going out alone to Premier League clubs, the signings we've made, all in all, I think it's been a real positive win for the villa, and it should, you know, all lies on the next six months, really, and the years to come. Yeah, yeah. I mean, next season is going to be a real battle for Europe, I reckon. Mm, I, mean, I think so. It's got to be. It's got to be. And it's yeah. no longer, we're no longer going into a season either, where, as well, where we need major surgery going into the squad. I don't think we really needed it this season, but there was definitely key, key areas that we mm. needed to invest in. And we obviously lost a, a big player as well. Yeah. So next season, hopefully, you know, I know we've said it a couple of times uh, previously, and next season could be the one, but, you know, realistically now, the whole entire club's in a, in a really healthy condition. And next season could be the one where we have a first real genuine fight at Europe. Expect that, yeah. Mm. I think, yeah, the first time. I'm not saying we're going to get it, but I think we've got to be in the fight, definitely. Yeah. Well, what I will say is though, about these next 17 games is that, you know, this race for Europe that we're all on about that technically starts in the summer has got to start now because we've got to hit the ground running. I think off the back of the window and Gerard's appointment and how things have gone so far, I think realistically we've got to be disappointed if we're not getting top ten. Um, Absolutely, because if so. you know if you're trying to tempt Basuma in the summer, um, trying to tempt Coutinho to stay, yeah, and, and, and we end up finishing thirteenth and have, yeah. you know finishing the season like a wet yeah. fart, it's it's not a good look. So yeah. I think we've really got to the, the push for next season starts now, and then yeah. the summer's just got to keep things ticking over so we can really hit the ground running next season and. Yeah, it's got to be starting with the next seventeen games. Yeah. Can't can't take our foot off the gas. Yeah, we need to set the standard. 
for uh, for where we want to be for next season. I completely agree. Up the villa. <laughs>